Hey folks, Pastor Eric Tritton here from Gloria Day Lutheran Church in Hudson, Ohio. Thank you for taking a moment to be with me for a, a weekly word. Uh, the last few weeks as I've been putting these presentations together, we've been working our way through the Epiphany season, this time of the year that we remember that Jesus revealed himself to us so that we can believe in him. And we've been focusing on the mission of God and the spread of the good news of Jesus' salvation, the salvation that's for us and for everyone who will believe. But we're coming up on the end of that season. Uh, this coming Sunday, as I record this, is the seventh Sunday of Epiphany. And the following Sunday is the Transfiguration Sunday, which is the last Sunday of Epiphany, right before we get into the season of Lent, which I'll talk about more next week. Um, but Transfiguration, that's that, that celebration where uh, we remember that Jesus went up on the mountain to pray, and he took Peter, James, and John with him, and as he was praying, he was transfigured. Uh, his appearance changed, and he shone with his, his glory, and Moses and Elijah met with him there. And because we're reading from the Gospel of Luke this week, it's good to remember that they spoke to him about his exodus, uh, his leaving. Uh, in other words, talking about his death and his resurrection, and eventually his ascension back into heaven. So as I wrap this, this series up, I'd like to turn our focus as we think about the mission of God to the issue of prayer, particularly the Lord's Prayer. Because I think that this is a prayer that our Lord Jesus gave us in order to move our heart to pray about the things that matter to God, matter to our Father in Heaven. Now, I understand that some people are a little bit uncomfortable with the Lord's Prayer because they feel like we're just praying it by rote, that we're just parroting the words that Jesus said, which in some ways I really don't have a problem with that. You know, that's how we learned to speak when we were kids. We imitated our parents, and so we're going to imitate our older brother and speak as he spoke as we pray. But I don't usually think about praying the Lord's Prayer in terms of rote. I usually think about it in terms of praying by heart that this is something that is in our hearts, that it's, it's just an important part of who we are as God's children. And one of the ways that we think about the Lord's Prayer and we learn to pray it by heart in the Lutheran Church is by recognizing the different petitions that make up the Lord's Prayer and then understanding what each of those petitions are asking for. And I want to focus particularly on the first three of the, the petitions today. Um, but one of the reasons that we're able to do this is because in the Lord's Prayer, we understand that uh, we're not speaking to a, a God who is far away. Uh, we're not speaking to the Monty Python God who is so big, uh, do not smite us. Um, but we are we're approaching a God who reveals himself to us as a loving father who acts on behalf of his beloved children. And we are his children. We're his children in, in two ways. Uh, on the one hand, we are his children because he's redeemed us. He bought us back. Um, and in that sense, it's like we are adopted children, adopted into the family of God. But there's another sense that all people are God's children. And it's in the fact that he created 
all of us. And, and he does this out of love. And so when we speak to God, we speak to him as a father who loves us. And we recognize that even as we who know this pray to him, that there are a whole bunch more children out there in the world who don't know him as a loving father. And that leads us and guides us to pray that they would know him as that loving father that we know him to be. And I think that the first three petitions in particular kind of move us in that direction in our prayer. So the first three petitions are, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So when we pray, Hallowed be thy name, we're really asking for God to help us to, to proclaim who he is, to really uh, represent him rightly in this world. That, that we would share the good news of the love that we've experienced in God through Jesus Christ. That, that we would share the hope that we have in his death and resurrection that reconciles us to our Father. And this does include the way that we live, that we want to live our lives according to God's word in, in a way that reflects who our Father is, that communicates the, the forgiveness and salvation that he has worked in our lives. And when we think about living our lives according to God's word, a lot of times people will get kind of twisted on this and they think that it means following all the rules. But first and foremost, living our lives according to God's word means that we confess our sins and we live in forgiveness. We live in the forgiveness that Jesus won for us. And as we live in that forgiveness, we pray, thy kingdom come. And when we pray, thy kingdom come, there are generally three kingdoms that come to mind. Um, one is the kingdom of power, that God is powerful and he reigns over all things. Well, he, he's been doing that ever since the beginning of, of the world, and he continues to do that. You know, that's why the seasons change and, and uh, the sun rises each day. He's reigning in his power. So we're not really asking for the kingdom of power to come. Uh, we also sometimes talk about the kingdom of glory. And this is where I used to think that we were, were what we were praying for, that, that Jesus would come again, thy kingdom come, and that he would set all things right. And that day is coming, and that will be good news for those of us who trust in Jesus. But I don't think that that's really what we're asking for in this petition, at least not exclusively. I think that we're asking for the kingdom that Jesus spoke of when he says that the kingdom of God has come, which is the kingdom of God's grace. It's where God is at work in this world to redeem sinners. This is, this is the heart of the mission of God. So when we're praying, thy kingdom come, what we're really asking is that the Holy Spirit would give us faith to, to believe God's word, to trust in his promises, and that there would be a sense of, of our life in this time being lived in light of eternity, in light of God's salvation. But there's also the sense of God's grace coming to others, coming to our neighbors, that, that his kingdom would come to people who don't know him yet so that they can experience his salvation. And, and I think this is a big part of God's vision for his church, that we become a place to gather sinners in his grace. That we are where God brings people together to hear that word that our sins are forgiven for Christ's sake. 
And then from there, there's all sorts of things that take place after that. But it starts with this good news that God's grace has come for you and for your neighbors. And so we, we pray, you know, thy kingdom come. We're saying we want the gospel to go out and for people to experience the salvation Jesus won with his death and his resurrection. And there is, there's a saying that, that our prayer forms our faith. And so when we think about thy kingdom come, we're, we're also asking that God's will will be done. And when Luther talks about God's will being done, he talks about uh, that God's will is done when he, when God, breaks and hinders every evil plan of the devil, the world, and our own sinful nature. So even as we're talking about God's name being hallowed and God's kingdom coming, it's really about the mission of God, God doing his work in us. So the, the, Lord, the Lord's Prayer is this kind of interesting hybrid of being God's word, because Jesus spoke it to us, and our prayer. It's God's revelation, but it's also the words that flow from our lips. And I think that it's worth thinking about this when we pray. You know, Jesus teaches us this, our Father who art in heaven. And the Holy Spirit, he shapes our hearts and our attitudes through his word, and he's teaching us to pray, and teaching us that for which we pray. And as we pray this prayer, our Father in heaven gladly and lovingly hears it and answers that prayer. And so why wouldn't we focus on this idea that God wants to save sinners as we pray the Lord's Prayer? So when we think about evangelism and we think about outreach, I want to urge you to pray. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 37, Jesus is looking out at the world and he says, you know, the harvest is great, but the laborers are few. And he says, Pray, therefore, for the Father to send workers into the, the harvest field. And part of the way that we do that is when we pray that God's name would be hallowed, that his kingdom would come, and that his will would be done. And frankly, all of those things, all of those things are done without our prayer. But what we're doing when we pray this prayer is we're saying that we want to be part of this, God. We want to be part of this mission that you are on in this world, that as you go out, you send your son to seek and to save the lost sheep, and you send your spirit to stir the hearts of people, to call, gather, and enlighten us. And so we're really asking to be engaged in the Missio Dei, in God's mission, that we would follow along as he does his work, and that his work would be done among us. So pray pray about God's mission. And as you pray the Lord's Prayer, think about that mission. Thanks for being with me again um, for a, another uh, weekly word. I've been doing this for about four months now. And if you've gotten some value out of this, if, if you have found this to be helpful to you, maybe take a moment to rate it, review it, share it. Uh, uh, I think that if this is valuable to you, I think there's a good argument to say that it will be valuable to somebody that you know. Um, and uh, if this is a good word, would like some help getting it shared and getting it out to others. God's blessings. Have a blessed day.